Good morning from Northern California. It's Friday, February 22nd. You know, I've been meandering around this morning. Moseying around. I'm going to get my coffee started shortly. But this is going to be a muse. A muse on success as an artist or not success. And Maggie has chimed in early. Hello, Maggie. I haven't even started the coffee yet, Maggie. I know. You still have food in your butt in your bowl, so don't be on my on my case. I walked out and looked at my yard. I forgotten that I, I spent a couple of hours yesterday in my front yard and I trimmed the roses and I mowed the weeds and the green winter grass. And when I looked outside this morning, I was like, oh, that looks kind of nice. So I took a little walk outside and sort of acknowledged that it was nice that I did that for myself. Then I came back into the studio space, which I'm standing in now, and I looked around at all the piles again of paintings and drawings and (laughs) stacks of pieces on wood panel, stacks of canvases. Some of them are stacked like little soldiers in a row. Some are piled high in a pile. (sighs) There's paintbrushes, there's paint. There are many, many uh, supplies here and media. I just moved my easel into the middle of the studio space because I put two pieces on the wall and one on the easel. I'll be working on these three today. They are old paintings that didn't go anywhere. I think one is from, gosh, (laughs) probably about 2005. It's a piece that has uh, big blocks of color and it has a couple of sketchy drawings of the street musicians I sketched in San Francisco. I was down there, uh, gosh, it's got to be over 10 years ago. And I just ran into the store and bought a sketchbook and started sketching a saxophonist and a jimba drummer and a guitarist that were down by Fisherman's Wharf. And so those sketches that I did there, I put into this art, or this uh, painting. It's just on the surface. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. (laughs) So that's on the wall today, because I thought, you know, maybe you should try to move that painting somewhere. And alongside it is a green, sort of shades of green abstract, but it's got this classical classical figure playing a fiddle or a violin. I think he's a classical violinist. I had been listening to him on YouTube. I can't even remember his name. Let's see if I wrote it on the back. No. And this happens to be, I don't know if that interrupted or not, my, my cast. Let me put this on pause for a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
I don't know if I'm still here in my recording. I guess it went back to record. Anyway, <laughs> I've been getting calls from the school district wanting me to go to work today. I'm not going in. It's Friday. Um, but this piece that I was just talking about, the fiddlist or the violinist, is was painted on top of a piece that I did uh, with a colleague. We did 16 pieces in our collaboration, Conversation in Paint, back in 2000, 2001. And the, the series ended in 2003, as I recall, or four. So this piece has a history. Well, most of my pieces do have a history. But it comes from that series, and now it's got this figure, a classical violinist, which I was listening to on YouTube probably five or six years ago. <laughs> I don't see that I signed this on the front because it, it, I don't think I felt it was finished. I usually sign my work after I feel it's finished, although sometimes I sign them when they're not. Like this piece over here from that I was just talking about, the, muse the musicians have a, a quirky little signature in the right-hand corner, RTM. And it's not a full signature. Interesting. It's probably putting it up in an open studio and thought, oh, you should have your name on that. So those two are sitting next to each other. One is very vibrant with reds and blues, and, and the other is more of a subtle browns and golds and greens. Then on the easel, I have an abstract piece that started out as part of my Finding Peace series. I don't know where it's going either. So I have an abstract piece, two abstract pieces, and a figurative piece in the middle. I'm not sure what's going to happen with these today. But they're here for me to look and ponder at. And that's what I have to do in the morning. I have to mutz and putz and mope around in the studio space. So now I'm at the table. Oh, before that, I was trying to move my easel out and it had stacked in front of it. It had all of these um, palettes, <laughs> old palettes that I'd painted. And I usually paint on them on a, uh, you can hear this, if you can hear this, they're stuck together. I was peeling them apart this morning. Whoops, there goes my phone. That one came across. See, and then I got the idea of would, wouldn't it be nice to make a collage out of these old, these old, they're still kind of sticky. That's how long oil paint takes to dry when it's thick. A lot of them have thick paint on them. Because I just would add my stuff on top of this old palettes. Well, I have at least 15 palettes here on, uh, on board. On the oil board, you know. They're like painting. You can paint on them. But I used them as palettes. So I have a stack of those. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with these? 
I should display them somewhere. Like, like who cares about them? Although I have given a couple away to people that were interested in them. <laughs> yeah, so that's the life of a painter here. I'm now in the kitchen. I'm going to, I'm throwing this sticky gooey stuff away. I'm gonna get my coffee started. But what I wanted to talk about today, see, that was a long introduction. It's eight minutes. Wow. See, I just go on and meander and meander, don't I? I was just talking with somebody recently about how long my casts get, how long-winded I could be. It's a pejorative term. <laughs> I guess pejorative means that I'm putting myself down for saying that I speak a long time. Yes, not very many people have a long attention span these days. And frankly, I think I'm a bit rebellious about that. I think I'm a bit rebellious. I like to listen to longer things because it makes you slow down and listen. And you do have to pay attention. Otherwise, you're lost. Everything is not a quick sound bite anymore. I'm taking this down because it looks like it's going to fall. And I'm going to put this over to change my nail in the wall. Put this guy over here. So, back to the coffee making. <clears throat> so back to my talk. This talk was about success as a working artist. And sometimes I feel not successful at all. And other times I feel very, very, very successful. And I'll tell you the reason why. The reason I feel successful is I'm doing what I love. I am doing what I absolutely love. And that is making my own day. Making my own day. Making my own um, work for the sake of making work. Sometimes that feels wasteful to me, but I've been, I've been a creative, what do you call it? A creative maker? <laughs> I never called myself an artist until about 1998, but I've been making art for probably as long as I've been alive. And my first grade teacher told me that my doodles my doodles on my my weekly folder where you put all your spelling tests and things like that in were great. She really liked my quote-unquote design, I don't think she used that word, of my folders. <laughs> that was probably the first time I ever heard anything good about my creativity. But, I digress, let's see. Maggie, are you gonna chime in? Um, so I've been making art for a long time. And I decided, I guess I've told this story many times, I don't know who's heard it and who cares about it. Oh, now Maggie will chime. Um, I think it was when I was back in school to try to go and get an art degree. I'm not an art degree. Sorry, an English. I was an English major. I was going to write books, and 
That's what I wanted to do. I had no thoughts of teaching school. No, none, so not anything about teaching. I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> and since then, I've become a teacher, a librarian, and all this stuff, which one of my friends in the library said, Why you're such a good teacher. Have you ever thought about teaching? <laughs> I was like, no, I want to make art. <laughs> oh, anyway. I think many of us have many good criteria or, ca or callings, if you will. And we can do many things. So, here I am in the kitchen making my coffee talking to you about what I feel is successful as an artist. So I feel successful because I'm making art and I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. I have sold my art. I've sold it in shows, in open studios. And for a while there, I had no trouble getting in shows. Now I'm having more trouble, quote unquote, I'm actually not applying to many shows, I have to be honest. The shows I have applied to, I sometimes get and sometimes don't, so I think right now I'm at about a 50% yes or 50% no on those, which is not that great, but you'd think at this point in my life I would, I would get it and I would know how to submit the right stuff and say the right st things and have the right pieces for the right shows, but Oh well, it is what it is. And why is this taking so long to... Hmm, is it just now... Maybe it's not heating up properly. It sounds really kind of grindy. There it comes. Um... So... There was another th point I wanted to make about success. Oh, one of the collectors that has collected quite a few pieces of my work was posting this yesterday about his, he's got, he's got a few rooms of my work. No, no, not the whole room, but quite a few, I mean. And one is a large, you know, 80 inch long piece. And, uh, so, <clears throat> He was posting a couple of shots of his quote-unquote galleries <laughs> of my work on social media today or yesterday, and I thought, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> and I'm laughing at myself today because I'm never happy with it. You know, it's like I should be happy with people sharing my work. But there's times when I feel like, oh, I don't want you to show off that stuff, you know. And then there's times when I'm, I'm like, why isn't anybody sharing my work? Why isn't anybody taking my images off my Facebook pages and posting them to their own pages and saying how wonderful my work is, right? <laughs> so I'm never happy. Oh, successful. Yeah, so I don't know. Is successful because you've sold your work and people are looking at your work and commenting on your work and liking your work 
is successful because you're creating and doing what you want and still surviving? I think yes, all of those things are part of success. Now, I'm still not happy because I'm still not able to just live off my art. (laughs) I still have to go and teach. Yes, and I don't want to teach any for, I don't want to teach another 20 years. I just certainly don't. But you never know what I'm going to be doing. I might have to. Um, if I could even do it in 20 years, right? Ah, oh, the coffee is ready. So, success. What is success? Are you successful? Do you complain at being successful? I mean, I am so angry with myself that I did not get into this recent show and so I sort of stuck my feet in the ground again thinking screw the art world right screw the art world that's what I go to sometimes it's just like I don't want to participate in the freaking art world but (laughs) I'm making art and am I going to sell this art or am I going to just pack it around with me yeah because right now I have at least 25 paintings at least 25 paintings that could show somewhere (laughs) I think of that and I'm like okay well I'm looking at my stacks I'm like most of those are completed over there there's stuff on the walls in the back of the house there's stuff in the hallway that are completed yeah, I have about 25 pieces that I could really say, yeah, they're here. You would like to show these? Put them up somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, you got to go and apply for the juried shows, and you've got you've to gotta meet the criteria for, you know, and you've got to pay your 45 bucks out for three images for them to look at a jury three in three of your images and next to three images from every other 50 people that come in you know and yeah I'm actually tired of paying the fees too to be honest so yeah it is what it is um success what does it mean Well, I'm not out on the street yet, and I still have my house over my head in the studio space that I work in, and um, Van Gogh, poor Van Gogh, I mean, he painted his little heart out and wasn't able to really see his own success before he took himself out. So I saw the late Monet works recently and I know he was selling his work before he he passed and he was fairly successful if you want to say if success is being noticed and being Hey, that's that's really another piece of this. Being noticed and being part of the quote-unquote art world, even if you can't stand it, right? Mm. Like uh, 
Philip Guston, you know, he was one of those too, and I'm sure Rothenberg and no, not Rothenberg, that's Susan Rothenberg, Rauschenberg, and Mark Rothko and all those folks that were went before me, you know, I'm sure they had their days where they thought, screw the art world. <laughs> I'm not here to be a famous painter, but it would be nice to be noticed a bit. I've got to get myself out there, and that's part of the success. And I'm just not one of those that likes to push my work. So, do you call me lazy then? Probably. <laughs> mm. There's times when I do push it, but... I've been doing that now for 20-some years. And I'm a late bloomer into the art world. That's another situation altogether. So some people have been making art that are my age for like 40 years, 40-plus years. Or in the scene, if you will. I've been making art, but not in the scene. I did a lot of creative stuff and never thought of myself as an artist, including cake decorating, embroidery, uh, applique, crocheting and knitting. Yeah, I've done a ton of stuff creatively, um, but didn't really get into the art world, quote unquote, until my 40s. So, yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. We all have our path. So, as an aside, I just, as I was loading this audio up, <laughs> I took a look. I just, I have a place where I usually go and look for art calls for artists. But I just did an art show kind of Google search and this came up for the uh, Brooklyn uh, I don't think I even put in New York I think I just put in um, meow yourself <laughs> meow I put in art show I think art shows it's a national juried art show um with the Brooklyn Waterfront Artists Coalition. It's called Wide Open 10. That's a juried show, and it has a woman, Ilinka Barotos, assistant curator at the Guggenheim Museum. You have other curators, Kenneth Jackson and Isabella Glass. I think that's her last name. Or, anyway, I went to, I was like, okay, yeah, the deadline's in two days. I can do this if I wanted to. You know, why not? Well, then I looked at the prospectus. It's seventy dollars, seven zero, to in to just put in three shots of your work, three submissions, three paintings. <laughs> seventy bucks. It used to be down. It was most of them are like more like forty, fifteen a piece. Okay. I was just like, nope. I can't do this then because I also, if they were to choose me, I also have to ship the work there. It says $70 for up to three images, and then they'll give you a break, $6 for each additional. 
It's a huge, uh, it's a huge space. They're looking for large work. Uh, oh, Maggie, are you whining to me? What is it you need? That was just an aside, folks. I mean, this is the artist's life. I, I mean, I have to put out money to make this work. It's a lot to buy oil paint and supplies and stretcher bars and, you know, and and then you have to submit your work and it's, you know, 45 to 70 bucks a pop every time you apply for a show. I'm one person. I don't have a spouse. <laughs> I don't have anybody, you know, backing me up financially. Ugh, whatever. This is the quote-unquote starving artist whining, right? (laughs) Bye-bye.